You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk covering every team in the NHL. Download at the hockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Hey guys, this is Mike Badano, and you're listening to Sarcastic Remarks. Hey guys, welcome into the Sarcastic Remarks studios as James and I were bobbing our heads to our theme music. Welcome to episode two. I'm Ryan. To my left is Christian, and to my right is James, or or flip flop, however you look at it, whatever. And uh, we got a lot of stuff to talk about tonight with you guys. Um, first off, uh, Chris, James, how are you guys doing? You all doing okay tonight? Great. I got a sore on my bottom lip and it's swollen and I really want to cut my lip off right now, but that's okay. I, I likewise am doing great besides pains in my mouth, which is kind of weird. So. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I'm that's the a only... weird thing to twin on, but I know, okay. Yeah. Not, you know. I guess I'm the only one that doesn't have pains and uh, you don't have a mouth Relaxing. sore what an idiot what a loser <laughs> D- does my teeth count my teeth count no nope no no even though I, you know flesh. root canal or That's anything like that nope no? it's got to be man meat it's got to be like those little white circles on the inside of your lips or whatever yep uh-huh yeah that's just weird okay what a weird thing to talk about to start off with anyways guys um thank you to DraftKings sportsbook for being our sponsor for our episode uh, we really appreciate them being our sponsor, and please go and use that promo code THPN next time you are there. The official sports book of mouth sores, <laughs> or so I've heard. So I've heard. So we've heard. Maybe it's just just according to Chris. Just right this second thought of that. Nah, nah, nah. He not. He didn't think of that just now. But I don't make stuff up. Anyways, Never. guys. <laughs> um, before we get into uh, anything else here this evening. I want to get into a couple of Dallas Stars news. Some cool things going on around the world when it comes to Dallas Stars players. Um, When it comes to Mr. Wyatt Johnson, Maverick Bork, and Logan Stankoven, they're all still in their prospective league's playoffs right now. So our uh, our top three prospects are still getting it done in the playoffs, getting some experience for us. Hopefully that translates to playoff success later on in the NHL. Um... We'll get to those guys in another episode, but I did want to mention that off the top. And uh, we do want to send out a congratulations to Team Finland, who had Mr. Essa Lindell and Mr. Mira Haskinen getting the gold medal at the IIHF World Championships. And they actually won it in front of their home crowd in Finland. So a really cool thing there. Did you guys get a chance to look at the highlights or anything like that for the World Championships? Nope. Yep. No, I knew they were going on though. <laughs> um, I did. I, I did get to watch uh, half of the second period and the third period, so I, I did get to watch that. And I actually got to watch all of the bronze medal game where the United States got thrashed and trounced, and so they ended up getting fourth. But you know, whatever. So, anyways, congratulations to them. And again. I hope that that translates to more playoff success for 
our team as we go on. But I do want to end our Dallas Stars portion of the podcast with one other thing. And we want to send out a congratulations to Mr. Jason Spezza, who just a couple of days ago announced his retirement from the NHL. And he has joined the Toronto Maple Leafs front office as a special advisor to general manager Kyle Dubas. So that's basically he's trying to find a job somewhere within the NHL and he's going to be doing a little bit of everything, whether that's, you know, player development or, you know, maybe assistant general manager or, you know, whatever. Yeah. So you're going to figure it out. He's <laughs> going to figure it out. So can you guys uh, talk about some of your favorite moments about Jason Spetzer or what he meant to the Dallas Stars organization when he was here? You got any words to, to say about Jason Spetzer? Well, he was the biggest trade that Nil made other than Sagan, really, I think. So it was, I remember the, the day the trade happened, I was like, well, that's it. We're contenders. And really we, we were, I mean, we won the West with him. So it was cool to have him just wish he had more playoff success. Yeah. yeah and that's the one thing that I regret out of anything out of his career. And I'm sure he's the same way. Um, I mean, he's got many years to try and get it as a executive or player development coach or whatever, but it, it really does suck that he doesn't get it as as a uh, player. And that, that's why you look back at some of these, you know, these opportunities like last, like two years ago for the Stars when they were in the bubble. And, you know, was that Jamie Benn's only chance to solidify himself as one of the Dallas Stars greats? What about Tyler Sagan, you know, trying to get his second cup? Uh, you know, some, what about Hudobin? Was that Hudobin's last chance? Which right now it kind of looks like it. But... Um, that's the one thing I regret about Jason Spezza's career is the fact that he was not able to win a Stanley cup and I hope he gets it as a general manager. And I think eventually he will. He's a very smart guy. He's very well liked around the league. Um, I mean, to come to a Dallas stars organization, you really have to be of high moral character. It's not like they go after just about anybody. Uh, they expect, you know, very, very high moral fiber when you're the Dallas Stars. And so I'm, I'm glad that he was a part of this organization, and I just wish him luck moving forward. Yeah, um, I seem to remember a specific star that did not have very high moral character. Okay, in the dim nil era. Can we say that at least? <laughs> sure. <laughs> Sean Avery? Is that who you're thinking of? Yes, obviously. <laughs> yeah, but we don't talk about that. We don't talk about no Sean one. Avery. Sorry, I was listening to that on the way home with uh, Sam no and Maddie. Way. From, you from were listening church. to that with your children? I can't imagine. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, guys, um, lots of things still going on around the NHL. Let's go ahead and just jump straight into the NHL playoffs. So into the third round, into the conference finals, we have the Eastern Conference finals, which are the Rangers and the Tampa Bay Lightning. Who would have thought that the Tampa Bay Lightning would make it there? And then in the Western Conference, we have the Colorado Avalanche, and we also have the Edmonton Oilers. So if you had to pick out of those four, you had to, you have to pick one team as the surprise team to be in the Final Four. Which team would you pick and why? The surprise team? The surprise team out of the four. I would pick Edmonton. Because 
we've said that they're due for a while, but really they still don't have a defense and we've seen the Mike Smith highlights. So it is truly McDavid and Dreisaitl just outscoring everything. And they're, they're doing it. So the NHL said that they want more goals. We're here. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously, what was the score of uh last night's game? The the Western eight Conference? It was six. eight to six. Yeah, eight to six. And then tonight, the last I saw it was six two Rangers. Yeah, that's so what it ended as. That's where it ended as. So that's a big surprise there. I'm sure we'll get into that a little bit too. But uh, I find it f- well, actually, James, who, who's your surprise team? Is your surprise team the uh the Oilers as well? Yeah, I mean, it, it's just no one expected them to go into the series, into the playoffs, and just keep scoring like they were in the regular season. I mean, that that hasn't happened for them since they've had McDavid and Dreisaitl. And this year they were able they, – they always talk about it when they make it to the playoffs. too. They're like, well, if McDavid and Dreisaitl just scored at the same rate that they were in the regular season, then – we would win every year, right? Yeah, exactly, right. But it's actually happening this year in every single game, and they haven't slowed down yet at all. It's and insane. and how much can we attribute that to the way that the playoffs are being called this year? I mean, yeah. they're obviously this playoffs is a this is the NHL turning a page, saying we're gonna call it the same way. Well, the first round mm-hmm. was not the same way, but yeah. now it's, it seems kind of mellowed out. We're gonna call it the same way as we do in the regular season. They're gonna call penalties. And they're still doing it. So is that a big factor to it? Because I, I feel like it has to be. I don't think it's a, I don't really think it's being called differently. I, I think it's just the NHL has changed. They've changed the rules a little bit to make goal scoring more accessible, to make things more exciting, apparently. I'll, I'll I'll get into that in here in a second, but I mean we've we've seen that with the kind of scores that we've seen this year. I mean we've seen eleven two games, we've seen eight six in game one in the Western Conference Final, and in the semis with the Calgary Flames and the Oilers, we saw what what, what was it nine to six I think. Yep. So Edmonton's allowed seventeen goals in the last two game ones. Yep. I I don't think that many goals were scored in our series. <laughs> no, yeah, that was more than either team scored. But together, we, combined, our series scored 31 goals total. So wow, that's still halfway there, though. That's stupid. Yeah. <laughs> and it was a seven-game series on top of that. So in two games, <laughs> yeah, the amount of goals that were—it's it's just stupid. So, anyways, uh, I, I do want to uh, point this out because I—I I, I was watching the. Edmonton Calgary game game one of the the semis and I, I I wasn't enjoying it if that makes any sense and everyone's like oh what a fantastic game that was all oh, the goal scoring and I was just like okay first off great there's a lot of goals whatever but the thing that was bothering me is that both the goalies absolutely sucked and it and it wasn't exciting. It it wasn't exciting to me because, it, like, especially for like uh, Mike Smith, he let three goals in in a row on the glove side in the exact same spot. And I'm just like, that's not that's not exciting. Exciting to me would be like, okay, if there's a bunch of crazy moves and dangles and great passes, tape to tape across, you know, across the zone or whatever, I would enjoy that. 
but I didn't have fun with either uh, with that specific game. And this leads me to think about this is, am I just like the, the black sheep and all this, the ugly ducking ling and the fact that I hate these high scoring games. Is it it, so it is just me. Thanks, Chris. (laughs) I mean, even if it's bad hockey, like Razor says it all the time, bad hockey is fun hockey. It's still fun to watch. I mean, obviously, I, we like it. I fully agree with you that the goaltending was not great. And it's always fun to watch a great goaltending duel. But it's kind of the same way in baseball. Like, two aces going at each other for a baseball game, that's awesome to watch for one game. But for one game. You don't want to see complete lockdown defense all the time in the NHL. That's what the 90s were. And people did not like that. <laughs> so, I think the high-scoring games... Are- are still exciting because obviously like even in game one of this last game, the abs scored three straight and you still know that they're not like blowing out of the water yet. Like the Oilers can score that many just as fast. So it's still super exciting. You're just an old timer and you watch stars hockey. As soon as the stars get in our new new player (laughs) start scoring goals, you're going to be like, man, this goal scoring is crazy. I love it. Real quick. Go ahead, James. I'm Go sure ahead, James. that's that's how it is for me too, kind of, because I don't like the high goal scoring a lot either. I I don't necessarily like dislike it like Ryan does, but it it like frustrates me when I see Connor McDavid wide open in front of the net, like no one's defending him. You can't you can't do that. You know he's going to score that every single time. It that that's what frustrates me. It's it's leaving people wide open right in front of your net. Those goals are so annoying. Sorry. It, it, that's no, it. It, see, that's that's not what even annoys me. What annoys me is, the, I mean, the, the quality of the shots weren't even that great in that game. I mean, yeah, Hyman, Hyman scored for... two goals, and both of the shots were really crappy, like absolutely crappy. It was not fun at all. Yeah. <laughs> it was stupid. It's and, also because of like scrambles and they're on the rush as well, though. And that's just that just comes from not playing defense at all. That's not just bad defense. That's not playing defense. All right. And that, that's fair to say, too. So and because of that, that's probably why the Eastern Conference team is going to beat whoever comes out of the West, because yeah. the Rangers and the uh, Lightning still know how to play defense their first game wouldn't really tell you that because there was a lot of goals still but (laughs) historically at least they can win game they can win low scoring games well and i i want to make a very very deep contrast between the goaltending between the two series okay so in one series (laughs) in the west your starting goalies apparently right now that may change for game two is mike smith and darcy kemper who have both not been very good yeah, over the course of, recent. of yeah. as of recent over the course of the playoffs. And then on the other side, you've got <laughs> the best goalie of the season and Igor Sesterkin with the New York Rangers. And then you have the best goalie in the league, arguably not arguably the he past is three the years. best. No, the past five to six years, in my opinion, Andre Vasilevsky it, of the, of the Tampa Bay lightning. Yeah, it's, so it's a, it's a stark contrast i mean complete different contrast it's amazing the difference between the series and i mean i mean y'all go ahead and talk about that for a second because i I think that's noteworthy to talk yeah so no matter who wins either these series is going to be unstoppable force versus immovable object 
that's always always <laughs> yeah. a fun storyline. Yeah, that, that's that. It's just insane how like all of it like kind of fleshed out too. Because th- there were still some high scoring teams in the East as well, and there's still crazy defensive teams in the West. Just both the high scoring teams in the West just kept scoring, and the low scoring teams in the East just kept saving <laughs> so like a low scoring team is kind of crazy too though honestly. yeah i mean <laughs> they're still scoring a lot but they're just not scoring as much as you know yeah. the avalanche and the oilers those are just crazy in the context you are correct so get this because i thought this was extremely telling but before tonight before tonight's game in game one in the Eastern Conference final, who do you think would be leading the Tampa Bay Lightning in goals? Who would you think? Kucherov. Kucherov. Point got hurt in game seven. And, and back in round one, or Stamkos, right? Okay. Now, Stamkos is currently tied. The leader of the Tampa Bay Lightning in goals before tonight's game was Ross Colton. Wow. Ross Colton. He, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Ross Colton was the guy who scored the golden goal, who who got the goal uh, in the last yeah. Stanley Cup final for the Tampa Bay Lightning. So he, he's kind of taken that, that third center role from Barclay Goudreau uh, when that whole third line got shipped out because they couldn't afford him anymore. But... I mean, I, th- I thought that was really interesting in that in that series uh, when it comes to Eastern Conference. But uh, let me get y'all's y'all's thoughts on this because we talked about uh, Chris. What did you say? Immovable force versus unstoppable force versus unstoppable immovable force. object. So it's which the saying, one, Ryan? Right. So well, which one do you think wins? Which one do you think wins? Neither. They're gonna both be gonna lose. The, is it going to be the Western Conference with their crazy, you know, just out of control goal scoring? Or is it going to be the balanced team in Tampa Bay? Or is it going to be the more defensive team in the New York Rangers? Out it's of those be, four teams, who do you think wins? It's going to be one of the Eastern Conference teams, and it's going to be only because of goaltending. I hope not. <laughs> I said that in the beginning of the playoffs. <laughs> I'm not going to give up on it until one of these teams prove me wrong. This has been true for the past... 20 years all the way back to when the stars won with Belfort. If you have the best goalie and he's playing the best, you're probably going to win. So I'm still going to bank on the goalies. I really hope not. Cause honestly, I am still, even with the lightning losing tonight, I still favor the lightning pretty hard oh, in yeah. this series. And I do not want to see the lightning three Pete. <laughs> I don't want to see me it. mad. Yeah. Me neither. You know what? I, I hope that they. I'm. I'm going to steal your. I forgot who said. It. I'm going to steal one of y'all's thunder. I hope that Tampa Bay makes it. They win their uh, conference no, final, <laughs> and then that they lose in the Stanley Cup final because it will forever Perry. be known as the Corey Perry curse. It's the Corey Perry <laughs> so curse. Nobody really sign nice. Corey Perry if you want to win the cup. <laughs> Can you imagine three years that in is, a row? That is a story the, and a half. It's the reverse dynasty of Patrick Maroon, if that makes any sense. <laughs> Patrick Maroon's won three cups in a row with two different teams. <laughs> oh, my goodness. That would be hilarious. Oh man. oh, man. But let's go ahead and 
let's predict who we think is going to win each series and why. Uh, uh, let, let's start with the West. I know my bracket's shot. Yeah, my bracket's shot. <laughs> out of the top four, out of the top four, how many do y'all have? <laughs> Mine's better than y'all. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think I had the abs. That's all I had. I have the I light. Need to pull it up. I think it's, I have two. It's so awful. My bracket's so garbage. <laughs> Oh wait, no, uh, no, no, no! I have the light. I had the lightning too. I had the lightning as well, but I did have the hurricane. I don't think you did, Ryan. I think you put the Panthers. Really? I think you're a liar. I don't I think, think I put you're the a Panthers. liar. But, I think so you're gonna have to check now. Yeah, I am gonna have to go check because I think you are mistaken there. Yeah, well. Anyways, who wins in the Western Conference? Uh, James, you go first. While Chris looks up my bracket and tells me how wrong I was. You know, we, we, we saw the game one. It's the same game one as the series in Calgary. Oilers take it. Sure, why not? <laughs> it's the same game. You know, it's it's one goal off. One goal off, you know. Not that big of a difference. It's just going to take the Oilers six games instead of five. Well, and not to mention that we saw all four goalies in game one from both teams. Yeah, both teams. So we saw it's, all it's four the same goalies. Game. Because Darcy Kemper got hurt, and he's he will st- he's going to stay hurt it, apparently. Yeah. That's, so it's that's a net. big thing too. Yeah, Kemper, so it's Fran- Yeah, even though Kemper wasn't playing good, he he's still he can be a great goaltender at times, and that's going to hurt them a lot. Well, and they knew that coming into this uh, coming when they got him, when they got him, they knew that he was completely completely injury prone. So I don't know why they went out and got him, and they paid a steep price for him. From especially, so. especially when their problems before have been goaltenders getting hurt in the playoffs. I mean, that's what it—that's what they blamed it on when the Stars beat them in 2020. Well, it really so, was. It, that, yeah, I mean, I mean yeah, they were all like their third-string goaltender, right? Michael Hutchinson. Yep. So, and the the other thing is about the, this series is. it's so hard because the avalanche finally get over the second round hump that they've been facing for the past couple of seasons. But then on the other side, you've got Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl. I mean, how can you go against Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl? And, you know, in the, in the, We lost them. Rip. Okay. The- well, I'll tell you how you go against Connor McDavid and the Unbright title. <laughs> they haven't won in the playoffs until this season. So yeah. if you go by the laws of nature, which you have to be proven wrong first. Wrong. They're not gonna they're not gonna be they're not gonna they're not gonna win. Hey, look, it's Ryan. Oh, he's Ryan, back. Explain why your point is not foolish. About what? Going against Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl. Because they haven't I... won anything. Okay, but... Like, this is the best they've done. That's what I'm saying, is I don't think that Connor McDavid is going to be denied at this point. I, mm. I really just don't see how he's going to be denied. And he's not even their highest goal-scoring forward right now. <laughs> it's it's Dreisaitl. <laughs> it's stupid. That's not true. That's yeah, not true. It's not true, Ryan. You big you can check the stats liar. again. 
You're lying to the people. You're lying to the people, Ryan. David is the leader again. He has 29 points. Really? Okay, yep. so I was wrong. You're wrong. You didn't okay, look so at the last game points. <laughs> either way. E- either way. You know, it, I just don't see how the, he's going to be denied. Yeah. I so, mean, he's. it really feels like he is willing Leon Dreisaitl to score goals skill, still. I mean, it, people people are watching well, Dreisaitl, Dreisaitl play. It's a it's Vander Kane, yeah, but, too. Yeah, it's but, not Vander Kane. Right now. <laughs> but, Kane. But, like, Dreisaitl is 100% hurt right now. Like, unbelievably hurt right now he is not skating fast he's getting beat on every foot battle and he's still scoring goals foot battle we call those races races whatever (laughs) thing difference whatever i mean he's he's willing his team to score goals so i think it's gonna take six games and i think it's gonna be the oilers I think it's going to take six games, and it's going to be the Avs. Why? I'm not going to disagree with you. Because <laughs> <laughs> the Why? Avs are overall okay. a better team. Calgary was overall a better team. They were. No, I disagree yeah, they, they Yes, that. they were. They had Markstrom instead of Smith. Okay, Markstrom wasn't good. Neither yeah, but he stood if Markstrom was doing good, then yes, I would agree with you. But... I don't think the Flames have the power to outscore their problems. Yes, they have good players. They don't have McDavid Drysaddle players. They can literally outscore their problems. The Flames don't have enough to do that. And you're talking Marshall to a team good. who was up six to two in Game One. Oilers came in with within one goal. Then they then the Oilers tied it, and then they uh, then, they, then they scored three more and won the game nine to six. So you're saying that the Calgary cannot outscore their problems? They did that they one game. Totally could. They, they should have been able to the rest of Well, they should have been able to. They, their top players just stopped playing. Well, what happened after that game is Markstrom was not good, and the Oilers just piled on. Yeah. And they Smith also, was better. Yeah. He, he, wasn't, he wasn't, like, amazing, but he was good enough. Yeah, I mean... I'll, I'll let you say Smith is good, but I'm not going to say that. I, I said good <laughs> enough. Don't put words in my mouth. Good enough. Good. We can clip that and just clip that. boom. Someone clip that. Someone clip that, yeah. Send it to me. Yeah. <laughs> James is going to post it on Twitter. Well, okay, so Oilers, Oilers, Avs. That's what we got. Okay, Eastern Conference. We have... The Lightning and the Rangers. Now, we we already know the outcome for game one, so it would be kind of cheating to say, uh, you know, how this series is going to go. But are you surprised with the outcome in game one? A 6-2 to two win for the Rangers? Yes. yes. Lightning in five. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, Lightning in five. Okay. So, I you, think... The, I think the Rangers are just high off of a game seven and the Panthers or the Panthers got swept. So the lightning been resting for a couple of games. I think the Rangers just got it off. the Yeah. Top. If you really well, think it's... about it, it shouldn't be surprising because yeah. the Rangers have been still grinding. No stops right back into the swing of things. The lightning just had the longest pause probably that they've had all season. So the longest part of any week. team has had over well, besides the avalanche. Week. Yeah. So they had a whole all-star break. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Like they should have, they should have gone to the Bahamas or something. We <laughs> <laughs> go to the Bahamas yeah. during the playoffs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. should have kind of been expected, but they're gonna win the next four games in a row, 
and they're going to go to the. I don't. I don't think they're going to win the next four games in a row, but I do think they're gonna. They're still going to win. They're too strong. It's scary. I really, really, really hope the Rangers win this series, but I just don't see it happening unless Shesterkin really is just going to play as good as he played in Game Seven in the last series in the Carolina series, and as he played good tonight as well. So I mean, unless he plays like that through the whole series, I don't really think they stand a chance see i think they do and it's for this one reason only and it's because vasilevsky as amazing as a goalie as he's been it's he's been very very off and then on very hot and cold this yeah, playoff and, and what and, games and he wasn't been that way in? he wasn't that way in the first cup run or the second cup run yeah, so but, but if they can wh- find a way to keep him cold i don't know how they're going to do that or if Vasilevsky continues to stay cold because he I, he obviously didn't play well tonight. Right. So if he if he continues to stay cold, then it I should just... be pretty easy to keep him cold. They're playing on ice. <laughs> Explain to me which games Vasilevsky has been good in. Explain it, okay? He has been good in every single elimination game. They have to get to an elimination game eventually. There's no chance that he's going to stay cold the whole series. Well, and once he gets like hot, said, he's James not going to stop. Nice. But here's yes, the here's ice, the other ice, thing. Ice. I'm I'm playing devil's advocate for my own thing. You could say the same thing about Shesterkin. In his first round series, he was not very good. Yeah, but and he didn't then, play good the whole series. And I don't think he played very good the rest of the Carolina series either. But he played good I, in the one game, which is different than Vasilevsky playing good in like – Four three or, or four elimination games it's like well i still i i still think that you know that is very scary if you're a tampa fan yeah. especially tonight's I, game that surprised me yeah. big time i i a 6-2 win by the rangers i never saw that coming especially in game one yeah regardless of of What's going to happen this series? One game, there will be an epic goalie duel, and it will be the greatest thing ever. A one, a one, Agreed. nothing in quadruple overtime. I hope that so. Would be, that would be that would be that amazing. Would be that would be uh, that would be amazing. I would love to watch that. And how how likely is that? Do y'all think that would happen? No, no not quadruple no, overtime. Not, but like one, one nothing. Do you think it would be no. one nothing? No, no. Probably not. I, I, I think it would be awesome to see, but really what this is and who do y'all think has more pressure on them? Cause in, in some ways, Either, honestly, that that's what I was thinking. That's exactly <laughs> what I was thinking. Cause Tampa's like, I mean, we're going for our third cup. No big deal. We've already won two. So if we don't win this series, it's not the big a deal because we've already yeah. won two in a row. Yeah, and then you, you got lose, the Rangers. Like what, are, like, what are Tampa fans going to say? Wow, they're terrible. Right, exactly. <laughs> they only won two cup. in a row. Exactly. And then you've got the Rangers who are basically playing with house money. Like, they weren't yep. – if Yeah, they weren't – They're already me, happy. <laughs> yeah, they're already happy because they made it this far. So I, I, I really think that they're a bigger surprise than the Oilers are, in my opinion, because – the Oilers went out and made all these moves to, you know, to get better. They went out and got Duncan Keith and said, oh, our defense is going to get better. They signed Cody CeCe, whatever. And then you've got the Rangers, who they made some moves. They went out and got Andrew Kopp from the Jets, and he's been a really good player for them. 
They got Vetrana from Florida, who has also been pretty good for them. And both of those guys actually, uh, I think they both scored in tonight's game. Or they were at least on the, the score sheet. But A lot of people are on the score sheet. Yeah, there were a lot of people <laughs> on the score sheet tonight. But anyways, uh, I think they're the biggest surprise of the playoffs, if you if you truly mm-hmm. ask me. So and honestly, it, it, I feel like some of that comes from it, it's luck too. I mean, both of their opponents' main goalies were hurt, <laughs> so you run into two teams without their starting goalies. It's it, it's not gonna be crazy surprising if you win those series. It's, they're still they still had to play really hard to win those series. I mean, you came back from three one in the in the Penguin series, and then you had to beat the the home behemoths. Hurricanes in their own building in a game seven to move on. Mm. So it's not like they don't deserve to be here, but they have had some luck to get here. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Looks kind but, of Dallas Starsy to me. Yep. Yeah. I mean, they, they were down three to one in both of their series. And talk about no, the limp. Yeah, they weren't. Why? No. Was it three one? Ryan's lying to the people two. again, man. It was three one in in the Penguin series and three two in the other series. Okay, so it was three three two in the other series. I've been out of the loop a little bit, guys. Sorry, but still, still, I mean, the fact that they came back, they're five and zero in elimination games, four and zero, something like that, four and zero, five and zero. Well, I mean, so, you have to not lose an elimination game to get this far. So, still, that's incredible. So. I still think the Rangers are going to win this series, though. I think they will. Nope, you're wrong. Okay, moving on. Uh, nope. Rangers in seven. Rangers in seven. Another you're crazy. Seven. There's no way. Just keep going. If they go to seven, the, the Lightning win. Play the play the maximum number of games possible to, to win the Stanley Cup. <laughs> and they're going to be down 3-0. No, they can't be down 3-0. They're going to be down 3-1, <laughs> and then they're going to come back and win I the wonder, series again. I wonder if that's ever happened. Has anyone played the maximum number of games you can play and won? The oh, Cup? surely. There's got to be sure at least one. Somehow. I don't know. Those odds sound those odds sound bad. We'll, we'll look it up for next time. <laughs> yeah. What would be even more amazing if, is if somebody was down 3-1, 3-2 in every single series and then won the Cup or something. Like I, I know uh, this will be the last thing before we go on, but uh, I know like LA, when they won their first Cup, I think it was 2012, uh, they were down three to one in their first round series against the uh, the San Jose Sharks, and then I think in the second round series they were down as well three to two. So I, I could be wrong about that, but I know I'm right about the first round series. But uh, either way, so okay. Uh, one other thing, I wanted to jump down this rabbit hole because it, uh, we kind of talked about uh, coaches a little bit. There was another coach that was mentioned this week by the the. Uh, Dallas Stars, Twitter verse, Facebook verse, whatever. And I really don't, I really don't want this coach. And the coach that was mentioned that could be talked about becoming the next Dallas Stars head coach is former Vancouver Canucks coach Travis Green. So I don't know if you guys saw anything about that on Twitter or anything like that. But for those of you that don't know the background of Travis Green, Travis Green was the coach at the beginning of the season of the Vancouver Canucks. And they had one of the worst records in the NHL for the first, I think three, two and a half months of the season, something like that. And he got fired. And then the Vancouver Canucks almost made the playoffs over the 
Vegas Golden Knights or over the Dallas Stars. They got close. They now the the odds were not in their favor or anything, but they the fact that they were even, you know, mathematically close within the last two or three games of the season is incredible. So apparently that's the next a a possible coach for the Dallas Stars. Um, I think I, I absolutely think hate just, it. I think Twitter's just chirping on that one. Yeah, I really hope so. <laughs> if that happens, I we we literally we literally here we go. Got it out. Go riot. Also, I found the maximum number of games. It was actually the Kings. In 2014, they played oh, so 26 games to win the Stanley Cup, two so, off the maximum. So no one has played 28 games and won Nobody the Cup. Nobody has played that is interesting. No one's played Cup. 27 games in one. 87, game. 88. The Oilers won the Stanley Cup only playing 18 games, two off the minimum. They only lost two games. And the average number of losses for the Stanley Cup winner, 6.3. Wow, that's low. Very low. Yep. Well, the okay. Lightning only have four losses now. <laughs> James, I'm right. I don't want to be, but I'm right. Yeah. So, anyways, okay. So this is why I talked about uh, Travis Green because Tom Gillardi actually mentioned him, like in a quote. Okay, this is what he says. I think he would be a candidate. Travis has proven he deserves to be considered. I expect we will be talking to him. I really don't like fire that. the owner. I, I expect them to be talking <laughs> to a lot of people. Hopefully. How about so, Mark Savard? I, I'm sure they are talking to him. Seriously. I mean, <laughs> I, I mean, you can, you, you, you can say that about almost any coach right now. And I, I'm sure they, they probably at least, at least said something. Hey, Stars fans, the pursuit for the Stanley Cup is on, and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, has an unbelievable offer for the most exciting playoffs in sports. New customers can bet just $5 on any team to win and get $100 in free bets no matter what, win or lose. Looking to turn a small bet into a big payday during the playoffs? With DraftKings same-game parlays, you can do just that. Create your own parlay by combining multiple bets like which team will win, how many goals will be scored, and more. It's your shot at an even bigger payout. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. And best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. Bet $5 on any NHL team to win and get $100 in free bets no matter what. That's code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. <laughs> Please no Travis Green. Uh, I don't want Travis Green. Okay, let's let's jump off of that because we could talk about that for forever. But yeah, we talked to enough about coaches this year. Yeah. All right, we talked about playoffs. We talked a little about coaches, a little bit about Dallas Stars newsy stuff. Let's get into our Dallas Stars portion of the Dallas Stars podcast because this is interesting. We have Dallas Stars portion? Yeah. In a Dallas Stars podcast. Who would have thought? Oh, did we? RFAs in RFAs and UFAs. Did we tell you, Chris? (laughs) Surprise. Surprise. (laughs) We're talking about UFAs and RFAs. 
All right. Who gets re-signed and who do we say goodbye to? That's easy. So who? Th- there's some easy ones in these, but then there's Hit some me. other ones that are a little bit harder. So let me go through the list here of the RFAs and the UFAs that the Stars currently have. So right now the Stars have a projected cap hit of $64.95 million. That's estimated. So they have a, they have about seventeen and a half million dollars in cap space available to them. That's a lot. They signed season. no one back. Yeah, and this is without anybody signed right now. Okay, they have literally not signed anybody, and I and you still have to give extensions for the big ones. So here's the big ones: Jason Robertson. Yes, that's going to be monstrous. Uh, Jake Ottinger. That's yes. going to be pretty monstrous in my opinion as well. Well, maybe he's RFA. Well, so maybe we might, we might bridge him. Well, well, I mean, Robertson's so is, an RFA too. Yeah, Robertson's. This is his yeah, first big contract. Yeah, but he's already had a bridge, kinda. And he so, had a forty goal season. So. And he scored forty goals. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so here let's go through the RFAs first. Here's the RFAs. We have Dennis Garyanov, Jason Robertson, Marion Studenich, which I I hope he really stays, and Jake Ottinger. Those are our RFAs, and of all, all of those guys, I think we sign all four of those, but we'll get into that here in a second. Um, here's our UFAs. Uh, Vladislav Nemestikov, Alexander Radulov, Michael Roffel, John Klingberg, and Andre Sekera, and Scott Wedgwood, as well as Braden Holby. Okay, so, I mean, there's a lot of questions here that we could be talking about here. So... First things first, let's just go through the RFAs because I think these are a little easier than the UFAs, okay? Um, let's start with Robertson because that's the easiest one. Obviously, yes, he we want him re-signed. We would be the dumbest people in the world. Um, but how much is he worth? And do we get him on a bridge deal and give him like maybe five, five and a half, six million and say, go prove us more? And, you know, maybe after three or four years, he gets an even bigger contract than he possibly could get right now. Because right now he could probably get about seven and a half or eight million. But, you know, three or four years down the road, if he keeps these numbers up, he could be asking for nine and a half to ten million. So how do you think he gets signed? I think for sure we're going to need at least another little bit of prove us a little more. I mean, he's been absolutely outstanding. That's like not even a question. Uh, but his his regular season, I think are are his over his sorry his playoff last run there is overshadowing a little bit of his mid season uh, regular season because after uh, what after he was the third star of the month he would he was not very good after that I mean his stats weren't great. Well- he, he he was still good, but he wasn't putting it, up the same numbers that he was. Yes, and, I would agree. He with wasn't you put, and he wasn't putting up the same numbers he was before that month either. It was, and I'm sure a lot of that was fatigue. But I mean, if you're gonna drop off towards the end of the season like that every time, and you you got to stay strong that second half too. So I don't so know. You, I think we give him a a bridge deal, like, but I I don't know. We'll see. See with. It was easy with Miro Haskinen because with Miro Haskinen, if he doesn't, you know, do anything offensively, he still has the defensive side of the game. And Robertson still has that too. He's still a very responsible defensive forward. And I mean, that's why he was to begin with, or why he stayed in the lineup, I should say, is because Bonus trusted him on the defensive side of the puck. 
as well as him putting up all the numbers that he was. So I really think that you're you're right, James. I think he's going to get like a four-year deal at most, and I say he's probably going to get about seven, seven and a half million, and that's just what what I think. Chris, I'm that's curious to know your your thoughts. What do you? Y'all think? are thinking about it too rationally. So <laughs> y'all are thinking like right, we have a normal cap situation. We do not. We have 19 million dollars that is tied up in about 20 goals. Yeah. So we're gonna have to work around that, and to do that, you're gonna have to take some risks. So I think this is one risk that isn't even a huge risk, and that's. Robos had two amazing seasons. If he, we played a full season, his rookie year, he probably gets close to 40 goals. So I'm calling that two straight 40 goal seasons for him. And that, you shouldn't have to prove yourself if you score 40 goals twice. Well, but so, okay, but still you, playoff success. Yeah. He's he only had one really chance. He had I know. one chance. And who know, did you really not didn't... see? Who did you really not see? Ben Nineteen Sagan. million dollars. That's who right. you didn't see. Okay, right. But but we're talking. We're not talking about those guys. We're talking about Jason Robertson. And yeah. So you, you have, have to take to... a risk because of the other guys that are with there. I okay, mean, and that's fair. That's fair. So but yeah, we've got to save money somewhere. So you're going to save money by taking a risk on a guy who you're like. There's no doubt that we're going to build the team around him. He would have to take a massive nosedive for us not to be thinking about him as the future because right now we're we're imagining an a's and c's on his chest soon in a few years that's true so if we're already thinking about him in that way slap eight years on him and get it as low as you can especially right now when you're in a flat tax we know it's going to grow probably next year if he will take a long-term deal which ardell made a good point he might not want to because he might want to get paid more later but if he'll take a long-term deal with a little bit less money, you take that all day long. That's definitely what we need to look for. And we need to look for eight years under seven mil. And that would be huge for the stars. That would be crazy. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, so James and I lean one way, Chris leans the other. And either way, I'm, I'm happy with either one. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. I want him to say as a Dallas star. So I'd be happy either way. Um, okay. Let's do an easier one. Uh, Marion student Nietzsche. Would you resign him? I'll resign him a year, a mil, two way. Two way? Yeah. I mean, I don't. He's He's been a two way player his entire career. There's yeah. no reason to think that he's guaranteed himself a spot in the lineup. Yeah. Now, and also, I mean, also with possible more upcoming talent on exactly. our lineup as well. Like, I mean, more you, promising talent. Uh, what was He's the young, person who came in game seven? I forgot. Delandria. Yeah, Delandria. Coming in and playing playing well in that game seven, I'm sure he's going to get considerations in training camp this year. He's still one guy, though, and he played one game. I and know. We but, don't have but, one guy. We have six guys who are chomping at the bit to be on this team. Right, this training I mean, camp is going to be huge, and we don't need to be filling it with spots like student each, and I'll yeah. get into it. We don't need that, to be filling it with Raffle. We don't need to be filling it with Sekra. We need to leave these spots open and tell these guys to go to war and fight for the spots. Yes, and that that's part of that would that's part of my problem with resigning student each. I mean, he's not he's not a bad player, but we have enough not bad players. 
Exactly. <laughs> I'm, we're not, that's exactly right. <laughs> that is the Dallas Stars motto. The entirety of our existence is let's be not bad. We're tired let's of not bad not here bad. on Starcastic Remarks. Not bad, not bad sucks. We hate not bad. That's trash. <laughs> not we're bad going is for great. It's not bad. Okay. We're, All right. Uh, I think he's gone too. Honest, honestly, I I wish he wasn't because he's. I can see some potential in him. But y'all are both right. And the fact that we've got too many guys that need to fill those spots and we need those guys in those spots. So I think I don't, as much as I loved him and the fact that he played super hard and everything, he didn't really put up the points. So, I mean, we've got other guys that can do it. So I, I don't, I would not resign him. Uh, Let's do the easier of the remaining two of the RFAs. So Jay Gottinger, obviously the question is he stays, duh. Um, how much does he get and for how long? I'm thinking same thing as Robo. I mean, we've said he's the future for the past, what, four years? He's now here. Uh, forced himself into the lineup, by the way, while we tried yeah. to screw him over and submarine him back to the AHL and then has the best performance of anybody in the playoffs. And I'm going to say anybody yeah. even still playing now. No, I agree. So, I think agreed, that's 100%. totally fair still. So, I, I don't think anyone would completely disagree with you either. So, yeah. So he's 100% our starting goalie in the future. So you give him a similar deal to Robo. You give him as much term as he'll take for as little money as possible. James. Yeah, I'm with Chris. Same thing. So you so you go opposite when it comes to Robertson and Ottinger. Then this one's a little more clear cut. I mean, yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, it really does. Yeah, he's. I mean, Otter has been trying to claw into the lineup for the past three or four years almost and he's still crazy young <laughs> and so i wouldn't say three or four years but definitely two at least three Maybe it's three. been at least three years that he's been he's been fighting to try to get nhl time and and this year he finally gets it because of it, injuries to our goaltenders i mean all three of three out of the four goaltenders we had at the start of the year all got hurt and all had surgery and all were out for the rest of the season so I, I don't think it's any doubt that everybody knows his name now in the NHL. Yeah. I, I mean, there's no doubt that everybody in the NHL knows his name. If he can play so, like that all the time, he is going to be the scariest goaltender ever. <laughs> agreed. hundred percent, hundred percent there. Okay. Uh, here's the, the icing on the cake when it comes to RFAs and uh, actually uh, I forgot who it was. If it was Saad, if it, if it was defending Big D, one of those uh, one of those two yeah. places had a really good piece, a really good article on Dennis Garyanov. And if you haven't read it, I highly recommend you go and uh, read it because it's a fantastic read. Dennis Garyanov. I, I mean, Man. it's been several years now since he scored twenty goals. And he led the stars in scoring. And, and it's been downhill led, since then. And it's only and he only had 20 goals. So it's not like he had 28, 29, 40. 40, what you like that like Robertson. Okay. Okay. So I guess so we, we really have to ask this. Does I, I think the stars will qualify him? I, I think they will qualify him. But does he stay in Dallas? Is he a Dallas star next season? I think they qualify him and that's it. 
Anything more, any kind of offer sheet, gone instantly. What about mm. a trade? I see that more likely happening than a than an offer sheet. I don't. He's not going to get offer sheeted by anybody because he has not shown that he can he can yeah. score at a consistent I, rate. And, he, I, and plus, I think he'll get defensively. Defensively, he's been really bad. So, and and I think, uh, well, oh shoot, I think it was if they qualify him, he they have to qualify him at. 2.8 or 2.9 million. Ugh. So that's a lot. I and I mean to put, <laughs> to put that in perspective, Ropa Hints makes 3.15. Yeah. So he would be almost making as much as Ropa Hints, which is Man. why this this particular one is so hard. It is so hard to say yes it, or no. And it's and so it hard sucks. because he he still shows all the tools of being an yeah. elite goal scorer. And and he just can't put it together for whatever reason. And really, it's it it's been since we got bonus too. I mean, since we got bonus, he's looked about the same. And maybe a different coach sparks him, and he does better. But is is, that is that maybe worth three million dollars on the cap? And and that's for a one year deal to give him one more chance. I would say yes. But if he's looking for like two or three or four years. No nice man, chance, sorry. Man. You're gonna. You're. This is your last chance. This is your last prove it contract. You're getting an offensively minded yeah. coach, which they've I've already seen. said they're going after. This is your last chance. I so even, I think they do qualify him. I think he does take the the qualifying offer, and it will be for one year. Even I, then, not gonna get two. Even then, which I kind of agree with. I don't fully agree with it yet. I still need some convincing. But even then, he's gonna be the last guy, the last big guy that we sign. So if the numbers don't work out, the first mm-hmm. one gone is Dorianov at three. So. Agreed. Agreed. Hundred um, percent. I I don't remember what date they have to be qualified by. Um, do y'all know when that date would be? No. Is that have to be before July first? That's not on my radar right now. Yeah. All right. Well, I don't know. Maybe Ardell can help us with that. Uh, Ardell, help us out, man. I don't, I'm not sure what the date was. James is looking it up too. So. Okay, so those are the the four RFAs. Okay, so especially Dennis Karyanov, that's a really hard discussion. That's that's probably going to be the toughest one we're talking yeah. about. Yeah, and I don't want to give him three million, but I also don't want him to turn around and turn into a good second line winger like Val- uh, Valeri Nichushkin is right now for the Avalanche. Yeah. So, uh, and he's well, not going to be. Go also, ahead, to be fair, like Nichushkin did take a little bit over in Colorado too. It wasn't like he went to Colorado and boom, he was amazing. Yeah, and he is well, playing with and, a lot. And of we all know he needed a change of scenery anyway. We yeah, all, we all he, that he was in such a rough <laughs> spot, and it it almost it really feels like Guryano is almost in that exact same place. All right, we're running late, boys. We got to go yeah. to UFAs and start yeah. going faster. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right, uh, UFAs here. Uh, we have uh, Radcliffe. Easy one. He's already gone. He's, he's already, already signed for another team. Gone. <laughs> so the the rumor is is that he's already signed in the KHL for it's not a rumor. Million, I believe. It's oh, it's it's, it's not a rumor. Sure it's, confirmed. it's confirmed. Okay. So the, he's the team gone. over in the KHL has released a video. <laughs> it's confirmed. Oh, okay. All right. Oh, so he's video. he's on his he's on his way back to Russia. <laughs> uh, what about uh, Michael Roffle? Christian, you said you don't want him just be not in the fact that he was a bad player for the Stars. 
but because of it, I'm assuming because of his age and because there's other players that need to take those spots. So what yeah. would you say? Well, like we mentioned with student each, there's other guys who can fill that spot who I think can do at least a good job and have a potential to do better. And I think it's worth it to give them the ice time. Yeah. That's James, fair. What do you think? It's tough. Cause he's been, he really, he really was a crazy good player at the end of the season this year. I mean, it felt like he was the only one doing anything other than the first line because he kind of was, but I don't know. It's it's so tough to to sign a dude like that for two, three million. When well, he only he's... took a million. He only took well, a million. Yeah, but I don't think he's only going to ask for a million again, honestly. I think he would ask for a million again. I think it, maybe a million and a half, but he's oh, not going to ask for two or three. I mean, you got to look at the other guys who are making two or three million. I mean, Radic Foxa, Radic Foxa, Radic Foxa. <laughs> so, it's like the worst age contract besides yeah. the Ben. Yeah, and what Sagan are you talking one. about, James? <laughs> I said besides the Ben Sagan ones. Okay. Yeah. I still think he gets resigned though, and that's just me. Uh, no more than one point five million. Although it, I would really hope he stays at one million, and I think there's a chance he does. But again, I, it's another one-year contract. I, I don't want to give him multiple years. Agreed. It has to be one year. I wouldn't hate it, but I don't prefer it. Then the only reason why I would want to keep him is because if those young guys do falter, it would be nice to have somebody just in case. So maybe he comes in as the 13th or 14th. Well, if one of the young guys falters, we've got another young guy. That's yeah. why you don't need well, it. Well, the, the problem is like he's he's going to be playing right off the bat. It's He's not going to be one of the guys fighting for a spot on the lineup. If you're paying him a million and a half, yeah. Not necessarily. I moving disagree, on. but moving on. Uh, Vladislav Nemesnikov. Uh, I really hope we keep him. I think he's a really good middle six player, and he can put in some goals here and there. And I think he's the kind of guy that you really want to keep around. Especially, I thought if we were done with being not bad, Ryan. I thought we were done. I'm with James. I thought we had convinced you. Nemesnikov is not bad. He's not That's bad. Correct. It's not bad. He's not bad. He, Michael he's not. Roffle. He, he's Michael, not bad. Right, not Michael bad. Roffle is not bad either. He's not he's bad. A fourth liner. Okay. No, he's not bad. He's not Neither bad. of them are not he's bad. Tased. He's not bad. I, I want him to stay. They're not bad. Nemesnikov's gone. Get him out of here. N- no, he's not. I, he I will be resigned. How much? I actually would rather see Nemestikov than Rolfel, honestly. Agreed. Oh, 100%. 100%. Um, what was his last contract? Four million? Know. We hmm. didn't have it. Not a chance. Not uh, a chance. You're going to pay him more than Roddick Foxa? I'll no pay him way. $2 million to be, to be <laughs> Chris, you're going to pay him more than Roddick Foxa? Um, I'll, I'll give him three or three and a half. But That's not what I'm four. saying. There's no way he's taking that. I think he yeah. would. I think there's a chance. I really, do. I really do. Whatever. Uh, I, I think he does get re-signed, though. That's just me. Okay. Wh- whatever. Uh, uh, another softball easy one. Uh, Andre Sekera. Gonzo. Gonzo. He's not bad. That that not one's bad. that that's the easiest one. <laughs> he's not bad, guys. Okay, he's, he's and then bad. and then obviously to the hard one of the UFAs, Mr. John Klingberg. Okay, off the bat, if Klingberg wants to stay and he wants the eight-year contract, which he's absolutely said he is, it's five million dollars. Honestly, I mean, he's getting paid small amount because he was useless 
with defensive liability. Oh, he definitely has the upside. He could he could totally come back and be amazing. But yeah. he's gonna have a great contract for us if he does, because it's not worth taking the risk. Please learn your lesson from Ben and Sagan. This one is even warning you about it the year before. No, if he yeah. wants that much for that long, five mil, take mm-hmm. it or leave it. You're getting paid less than that. Yeah. So. Would you give Dude. him eight years? Yeah, I'll give him eight years if he takes less than if he takes five or less. Okay, okay. So that might be that might be something he might be willing to negotiate on. Uh, and maybe he cares more about the the term than he does the money. But I mean, this I is his chance to, case, to. Though I, I agree with you, James. But you know, this is his last chance to really bank. And I mean, you only play for so long in the NHL. So, and he totally deserves to go out and it's, get what he wants. Yeah, uh, I just, and it's go ahead, James. It's so rough too because I mean, he. I think he still ended up with the most points for defensemen. But his plus minus was still the worst, which like I know you hate plus minus again, but if you get the most points on the de- of all the defensemen and then you still have the worst plus minus, that should probably tell you something. I mean, he's not playing good defensively. I'm glad I have I give you fear on plus minus, James. That makes me <laughs> well, well, see, James, you don't even here's the thing, you don't even have to use plus minus. You just have to watch him on the ice. It's a yeah, total it's eye turnover test. after turnover. Turnover, but I mean, like turnover. It's bad. It's terrible. And, and we're also already stuck with a Ryan Suter three point six mil for another he, three but years. Ryan so. Suter, Ryan Suter, for the most part, I wouldn't say he was like amazing, but he was solid throughout he, the season. He's, Overall, he's he a, was. Solid. He's a Joel Hanley that we play that we pay three point six million dollars. He was no. James is speaking facts. At the end of the season, they were playing the same. I don't think that's too much to say. He was at the end he of the season. Joel Hanley was Joel playing Hanley. the same. No. James is on fire today. I swear. No. Way Chris better likes than me Joel today. Hanley. Hey, so if Chris likes me, I have to be doing something. Right, if right? we go, okay. So are, are you going to give Joel Hanley like two and a half million, three million dollars? Then no, that's no, what that's I'm saying. Point. That's the point. <laughs> that's the point. point. <laughs> I I disagree. But, uh, but apparently nobody likes my opinions, anyways. No, we hate your nope. opinions, Ryan. So okay, so opinion. all right, James, you didn't answer the question though about John Klingberg. Um, does if you resign him, how much do you give him, and for how long? Answer the question, Bob. Yeah, backing you into a corner. I'm kind of with you, Ryan, on the if he wants the long term contract. Yeah, it's it's kind of stuck at five mil. I mean, he he hasn't proven that he's going to be better than that. I mean, that's about it. That's all you can say. The one thing I will say is that we desperately, desperately need those right-handed defensemen. I do not want to see Miro Haskinen playing on the right side again. I want him on his dominant side. Agreed. So, and, and that's that's one thing that I wanted to just mention off the bat. I mean, Haskinen played on his dominant side in that in those World Championships, and he had a three-point night. Tore it up. Yeah, I mean, he, he was he was doing amazing. I, I want to see him on his strong side again. So more right-handed defensemen. If that's not John Kleekberg, go find another one. See, I, I'm surprised at both of you that y'all are willing to give him a long-term contract. Like eight years? We're talking Five, about he's, until he's, he's still 37. Until he's 37. We're paying almost that much, and we're paying him till he's 40. Okay, yeah. but this is... John, I mean, and John Klingberg you can is sign, still... You can sign some of those it, contracts because of free agents, 
Okay. And sometimes you have to sign those contracts with free agents be- to get them to come to your team, to get them a little bit more needed, to get them a little bit more enticed to come here because you really need them. Okay. John Kleinberg is still under, we still have the rights to him. And I, you can have some bad contracts and sign some of those bad contracts, but you cannot sign a bad contract like this. I think term is very important in this discussion. At most, my point is this is the most, worst. My point is this is okay. the worst season he's had his entire career. Like I feel like this is the bottom of the barrel, and he's still a top four defenseman for us, and he was all season. There was never and, a thought of know, putting him in the bottom here. So, I that, just that's worth five million years. dollars. No, 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 that's not that's not what I'm worried about. I mean, I still think five million dollars is actually way, way too less, in my opinion. Too less. But the 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 term is what bothers me. At most, I would give him six years. I would try to push him to five years, though. That's just me. And if if oh. he wants six years, you know, I'd give him maybe six and a half, maybe six and a quarter. But if he goes for five years or less, I'll give him, you know, maybe seven. Because, wow. but that that's just my opinion. I, I think that he's worth more money-wise, but I don't want to give him term, like y'all are saying. No. And flat, I, I, under, I understand y'all's point. I understand y'all's point completely. I just don't agree that you want to give him eight years at this point. Who's next, Ryan? Uh, easy one. Scott, well, actually, maybe not. Scott Wedgwood and Braden Holby. Scott two. Wedgwood wants to play for less than two. We'll take him. Yeah. If not, that's, see ya. That's kind of what I'm at, too. I mean, he, he can be a, a great goaltender when he absolutely has to be. And if And if we can keep him... With a compliment to Otter for that, I'm totally fine with that. And honestly, I I don't know how Braden Holtby's going to do next season. I think he's. I think he's, he's big injured. Yeah, I mean, he's he's injured for sure. I mean, they were saying that he was looking close to coming back when we finally lost that that series in Cal over in Calgary, but like. He probably wasn't coming back at that point anyway, just because of how good Otter was playing. So, mm-hmm. well, nobody except for Otter were yeah. going to play. We all, we all it, knew that going into the series. It, it was Otter's yeah. net, and that's it. Yeah, and that that's a that's a going to be a big thing too. I, I'm sure he doesn't want to play as the backup. Like he's going to be the backup. It's not going to be a question. If it's a now. question, then we will riot. Taking Chris's right, <laughs> saying you know, riot. It, I want Scott Wedgwood back. I don't want Holtby back. As good as Holtby was, he's just too injury prone. And he was hurt for a good portion of the season. So that's just my opinion. I would, And Wedgwood, in the few games that he played for the Stars, uh, he, he was very solid. And in some cases, he was mastodonic. Mastodonic. So I mean, the, we-, but we also need to think about the fact that Anton Hudobin is yeah, still under under contract for next season and, at and two was, and a two and a quarter. And so, he was obviously hurt as well, and he got he got surgery as well mid season. He'll probably be fine by the time we come back. He might be a good backup again. Who knows? Right, and, and now you know at the beginning of the season, he was the quote unquote starter. Right, he was yeah. the starter. Now he can come back and be solidified in a role that he's been really good in over the course of his His career. career. I mean, that's when he's been his best is when he's a backup. So 
maybe you don't resign either one of those guys just because of I'm the just... fact that their their contracts are up and Hudobin's is not. The only problem with Hudobin is that he had a very serious injury. He had a very serious surgery, and he's also 36 years of age. It, and that's what we're all scared of right now because we just had three goaltenders who all had very serious injuries and all had to have very serious surgery. And now we have no idea what they're going to look like after it. So, right. Well, so I, I mean, we know one's done, but. So, so that's why I really think that we re- really need to sign Wedgwood. And I think we keep Wedgwood, we keep Hudobin. And honestly, out of those two guys, Hudobin's the better goaltender, in my opinion. And I, I think with the surgery, with him going to rehab, I think he will be able to come back and play better because he won't have that pressure of being the number one starter. And I think it'll be good for him. So okay. that, that's just my opinion. So let's go to our last segment. Yep. I'm okay, not Chris. introducing it because this is the okay, dumbest Chris. thing in the world. <laughs> All Chris, right. this was your idea. So you go ahead and do it. We're on to who cares. We're doing top threes. Uh, the topic today is hand soap brands. And you know what? I'll open it up to types as well. You can, you can select types? the type of hand soap if you have specification there. A type like like a scent no take like... that word how you would like it to me okay whatever <laughs> james <laughs> you start us off number three hand soap go ahead uh this myers so hand soap do y'all even know what that is i know what myers myers is. hand soap Just Ellie the frequents the myers it's pretty good okay it's pretty normal it's some nice hand soap that's that's about all i got about it <laughs> They have a whole line of cleaning products as well. They do. They classify themselves as all natural. Do you think the all naturalness helps influence your decision towards the Myers? I don't know. Probably. All right. Gotcha. All right. (laughs) Move along. Ryan, go ahead. Ryan, number three. Number three, soft soap, specifically the Fresh Breeze version. (laughs) I'm going soft soap too on my number three, but I'm going (laughs) to get a different specification. We're doing the the what is it the aquarium one you know the one i'm talking about the one with the fishies it's all clear y'all all know the hand soap i'm talking about that one slaps that was in your childhood bathroom and i know it was yeah. are you just looking at pictures on google i'm literally Probably. not i will take a picture right now <laughs> i swear james I, hit us with the number my, two my number two is soft oh, soap dress freeze so soft soap number two for me is that the uh, blue one yeah, it's the fr- it's the light blue one. It's the light, light blue, blue one. Yeah. You know what? The one that everyone buys. Shocking. It's it's in our top threes. <laughs> it's like the young adult soft soap. It's the fresh breeze. Yep. All right. Ryan, number two. My number two is dial. And no specific. <laughs> I've never seen Chris that excited before. My, my number two is too. dial. And I, I don't oh have my goodness. Y'all are the same. We're the, we're the same hands, bro. Oh, are we gonna I have a who swear. cares argue uh, who cares segment where y'all aren't arguing? <laughs> no, right? I guess my specific dial. We're going with the deep blue, deep blue dial, and the tall, skinny little container. That one's solid because, like, the so most hand soaps you get way too much soap. Honestly, way too much soap. The tall, skinny dial, the dark blue, just the right amount. Immaculate, love it. James, go ahead. Uh, number my number one is 
Bath and Body Works foaming hand soap. I love that soap so much. It's so good. All all of their smells are so great. It's so nice. They are nice. It's expensive rather, though. Rather expensive. expensive. That's it's expensive, but but it's nice. That's what it's kept the them off one. my list. It is nice. I will give mm -hmm. you that. It is nice. All right, Ryan. Uh, my number two, one, I almost said number two. I'm getting tired, you guys. It's been a long day. It's your fault. Uh, you kept talking. That's true. Sorry. I had a lot to say to <laughs> Uh that, That's James. I hate you so much. But my number one <laughs> is the Bath and Body Works foaming soap. But specifically, when it's uh, Christmas time, they have the peppermint. I love the peppermint smell. That's seasonal. Oh, that's those. goodness. Yes. I did I go seasonal. That. But... And and then honorable mention to the pumpkin spice latte from no. Bath and Body Works as well. Terrible. That's that would be my number four. I'm glad we've all selected foaming hand soaps for the number one. Oh. First of all, they are <laughs> superior. Wow. We 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 aren't going to argue. They Good feel softer. <laughs> you use foaming hand soap. They they cost like a dollar more at the store than the normal hand soap of the same variety, but they last so much longer. I swear, this is science. I've tested it. This is tested science. <laughs> Buy Experiment. a foamy hand soap, save money, scientific have a method. better life, wash your hands better. My brand of foamy hand soap, I'm pretty sure it's an HEB brand, but I have no idea. It's called <laughs> Jello, but it's not spelled no, like Jello. That's a food, it? Chris. G E L O, Jello. Isn't that how you spell Jello, the Jello brand? No, no J E L L O is that. What that's that's even crazy? worse than your Fox is the worst contract statement. Jello has great. They have. They, I don't know what flavor of hand soap it is. is. Yes, no flavor. Jello is this is the brand of Jello. G E L O. That is a different thing. No, it's Jello brand. No, I it's don't a brand. Think, yeah, it's a yeah. I don't think it's H E B. Look I, up I think Jello it, it's hand just soap. Its own, no, no, that's what I'm doing right now. It's yeah. like its own thing right now. I don't. It think might it's be its own thing. Either way, I can only find it at HEB. The white kind, the foaming one. I've had mine in that bathroom right over there. It's been going strong. It's like you know that miracle when Jesus just made that that oil just keep coming from that lamp just nonstop. It's that one. That's the one. Okay, Chris. And that's my hand soap <laughs> in that bathroom over there. All right. Nonstop. Oh, I swear. Goodness. It's been empty for four weeks. Every time I push it, more so. <laughs> it just keeps coming out. It just keeps coming out. Super soft. Oh, man. It's fragrant, but not overly fragrant, you know? It is not girl perfume fragrant. It's just like, man, I just put my hands into a nice new car, just rubbed them all over the seats, and it just smells like that. It's great. So so your, so your soap smells like new car smell? No, not exactly. It, it's it's a similar experience, Ryan. Oh. Please, don't, please don't try and boil down my entire <laughs> talking point there to new car smell. That is actually insulting. It's insulting this entire <laughs> Who Cares segment. And Thank I you resent for the argument, you Chris. for the way that you tried to patronize my opinions. So thanks for ruining the entire podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Chris. Thank Signing you. Signing off for now. He's Ryan. He's James. Go to TGN. Buy the merch. Catch you on the flip side. Close it. I can't. You win, Chris. You win. <laughs>